Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the second episode of season two of Soul Food, uh, where we're looking at the cultivation of noble character as part of spiritual refinement. And we're going through this uh, wonderful book by Al Habib Umar bin Hafiz called The Clarification of Noble Character. In this episode, we're going to look at the centrality and the importance of the intellect and intelligence in improving your character. So we'll look at the relationship between the intellect and character. We're going to look at the essence of good character. And we're going to look at this really amazing analogy uh, by Imam al-Ghazali about the intellect and the role that the intellect plays in improving your character and in controlling oneself. And then we'll finally look at one of the most important ways, if not the most important way, uh, to seek the purification of the soul. Inshallah, before jumping into uh, today's topic, I just want to congratulate you all and the entire Ummah on these blessed days of Dhul-Hijjah, these upcoming days of Dhul-Hijjah, the days of the pilgrimage, which are some of the most blessed and sacred days of the year, where people from all over the world are gathering to the house of God uh, to, to perform the journey of a lifetime. So if any of you or your loved ones are uh, embarking on this journey, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, bless your family, and inshallah bless the entire ummah uh, and the entire globe, everyone in the world, uh, by the gathering of, of the believers at the house of God, seeking nearness to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, and that we all should pray for the, the safety of the hujjaj, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless them and keep them well and return everyone uh, safely home. And for any of those who, uh, it, you know, for us it seems to be a tragedy, but for any of those who pass away or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes them uh, during this time, that we believe and we pray and we have certainty, inshallah, that they'll be of the people of paradise, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, for those of us, like myself, who are not engaging uh, in the hajj this year, uh, we should uh, fast these days. We should still take advantage of these days, even if we're not going on the Hajj. And one of the recommended acts is to fast uh, the first nine days of the Hijjah. And if you're not able to fast all nine days, then particularly fasting the day of Arafah. Fasting the ninth day, which is the day of Arafah, which the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said would be a way to have a person's uh, sins washed away from the past year, from the previous year, and the upcoming year. So if you fast on that day, then two years worth of sins, inshallah, will be forgiven. So to really take advantage of these days and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless us all in these sacred days. So continuing to look at the relationship between the intellect and character, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نون والقلم وما يسطرون 
ما أنت بنعمة ربك بمجنون وإن لك لأجرا غير ممنون وإنك لعلى خلق عظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says noon by the pen and by all that they write your Lord's grace does not make you, O Prophet, a madman. You will have a never-ending reward, and truly you have a tremendous character. Truly you are upon a strong and amazing uh, character, sallallahu alayhi wa What's really interesting in these verses, Habib Umar, he comments on these verses, and he says it's amazing, and there is a correlation between the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, is not a madman. And the proof of that is that he has tremendous character. You know, so people were accusing in the time of the Prophet, they were conf- uh, accusing him of being a madman when he started conveying the message. But the proof against that was that he consistently always had amazing character. That even before receiving revelation, he was known to his community as As-Sadiq Al-Ameen, the truthful, the trustworthy, a person of upright character, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And people who suffer from insanity, they can't always control themselves. So they don't have this consistency in this upright and uh, beautiful and noble character. Right, so the fact that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, had this tremendous, amazing, miraculous, beautiful character was a sign that he had a very uh, a vast and strong intellect. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms that he's not a madman and then confirms and, and speaks about his noble character, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we see that there's a correlation between actually having a sound intellect, being intelligent. And we even now in modern times, we talk about emotional intelligence. And that intelligence goes into the realm of how we deal with other people as well. And that intelligence has a direct correlation with your character. And that brings us to the point of what what is the essence of good character? And that also relates to the intellect. Once again, the intellect has been defined as a faculty that lies in the soul which prevents a person from committing foul acts. That your intellect is something within you. Whether, you know, in modern times we say in your mind or in your soul, that's besides the point. But it's something within you that prevents you from doing bad things. So the essence of the intellect, the essence of good character, and the relationship between the two is restraint. Is that you're able to restrain yourself from doing things that you know you're not supposed to do. And we see this time and time and time again in the example of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, where a man comes to him and actually is extremely aggressive with him and is force, you know, forcibly grabs him and pulls him and says, you know, you owe me a debt and you haven't paid it on time and insults him and insults the Prophet's family wasallam. Now, if that was... The average person. I know if I was in that situation, I'd be extremely upset if someone put their hands on me and started insulting me and my family. And I'm guessing you'd probably feel the same way. But the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he was so forbearing. He had this level of restraint that his anger never controlled his intellect. 
but his intellect always controlled his anger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, not the other way around. So he says, you know, let me give this man his debt back. And one of the people who witnessed the situation, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, he, you know, he says, like, have my eyes seen what I just think I saw? And the Prophet says, you should tell him to ask nicely, and you should tell me to give my debt back. So the, the, the point of that story is the fact that the Prophet ﷺ was able to control himself in every situation. So that's the, the relationship and the essence of good character and the intellect is restraint. This brings us to the point that we recognize that the path of spiritual refinement is one of refining the nafs. That everything that we talked about in the first season of soul food is about refining your ego, your nafs. But you might ask yourself, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create us with a nafs? What's the point of having this thing within us that we have to refine and we have to work so hard to really uh, discipline and use properly? But there is a wisdom behind it. Without the nafs, we couldn't survive. You know, the nafs is what propels us to seek food and shelter and companionship. It helps us survive. It helps the human race survive. That we need food to eat. We need, you know, to, to be married in order for uh, the human race to continue on, to have progeny and children and so forth. And the nafs is what propels us in that direction. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us an intellect and the intellect helps us learn and helps us, uh, you know, figure out how to deal with the nafs. Imam al-Ghazali has an amazing analogy. He says that your soul is like a kingdom, that you within yourself, you're like an entire kingdom. The heart is the king. Your heart is what controls that entire kingdom. It is the center of the kingdom. The desires that you have are like companies and farmers and grocery stores that bring food to the kingdom. Those are your desires. And he says, your anger is like the chief of police. Your anger is what kind of helps you protect yourself, makes you kind of aware of things around you. It helps you prevent harm. So your anger is like the chief of police. Your intellect is like the king's advisor and is like the prime minister, right? If you want to look at, look at it that way. The companies and the police forces, they would be corrupt if the prime minister didn't keep them in check, which is your intellect. So your desires and your anger could corrupt you if you didn't have your intellect controlling them and advising them and using them in the right way, right? So you know how we have in societies, there's corrupt companies and there's corrupt police forces and so forth. Uh, without the intellect, your anger and your desires would get the best of you. So your intellect needs to control them and use them properly. And that's how you cultivate good character. Right? So this all shows us why we need intelligence. It, this brings us to the final point. What is the most important way to seek good character and to seek refinement of your soul? The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, he taught us a beautiful invocation, a beautiful dua, where he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha, wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. O Allah, O God, 
give our nufus, give our lower selves, our egos, piety. You are the one who can purify. You are the best of those who can purify it. So he turned back to God. He turned to Allah in dua, asking for purity. And dua works. And yes, we need our intellects. And this whole episode is about the intellect. We need our intellects, but we're in greater need of Allah's assistance in that. So turning back to Allah and asking for help, asking for Him to purify our souls is one of the greatest, if not the greatest way to seek purity of your soul. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is very simple. Pray two rak'ahs of Salat al-Hajjah, the prayer of need, asking Allah, seeking His assistance in purifying your soul and giving you good character. And inshallah, we'll have in the show notes a link on how to pray the prayer of need. It's quite simple. It's praying two extra rak'ahs, voluntary rak'ahs. And then after that, there's a specific dua that you can read, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for assistance in giving you good character. That's the call to action for today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you a blessed week ahead. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and all of us beautiful character and a strong and vast and balanced intellect that helps us control our desires and our anger in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a way that strengthens and beautifies and ennobles our hearts. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم إن شاء الله we'll see you next week السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته At the doorstep to your abode I dismount From the right I rode and dragged my guilty feet Alhamdulillah The shoes come off as I knock the door Eyes downcast upon the floor Struggling to repeat Alhamdulillah 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 Alhamdulillah